Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is, believe it or not, March 1st, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperite. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And we're going to officially shift our focus back to the Orlando Magic. I hope everyone enjoyed our conversation with Gavin Eubank of the mainland as we previewed the Orlando City soccer season that's uh, coming up beginning on Sunday. So be sure to check out the Lions a few blocks away from the Amway Center. Of course, the Magic will still be continuing their season, but you need something to watch during the summer that isn't basketball. Soccer's soccer's pretty close. I mean, I think there's a lot of similarities between soccer and basketball as far as strategy, or at least the way I like to play basketball, there's a lot of similarities. But uh, should be a good season, should be a fun season once again, the new soccer stadium. So if you if you didn't get a chance to listen to the conversation, go back in the archives. They're on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn as well. Um, Go back there, listen to the previous episode with Gavin Eubank. I believe it's Orlando Magic Daily podcast episode number 65, 66, something like that. Um, Labeled it, branded it with that uh, since it was a more in-depth conversation. So be sure to go check that out, taking a little bit of a break from the Magic. But we are back at it today on this Wednesday to kick off March. The Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks. We'll have a complete preview of that game coming up. And then I'm going to talk... A little bit about what's at stake here in this game Wednesday. I don't like to go super game, super hyper game specific, um, but uh, when I can, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's important to note something that is upcoming. It's a little, it's an unfortunate milestone coming up here, uh, and so uh, 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 a bit of optimism to, to come with today's podcast as well. And then I'm going to talk about the Magic's kind of shift in philosophy. How now they're they're being forced to go small and what philosophy is kind of at the center of all this is something with something uh, interesting that Frank Vogel said on Saturday after the win over the Hawks. But let's start with the game uh, tonight, 7 o'clock at the Amway Center, the Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks. This is, you know, if, if the Magic were in the playoff hunt, this is one of those games that the Magic would have to win. I mean, this is a team that is essentially an equal to the Magic. I mean, you look at the, the Portland Trailblazers were a good example. The, Ma- the Magic and the Blazers were about equals. Blazers were a little bit ahead record-wise. The Knicks are the team that's almost immediately ahead of the Magic at this point. A um, few games back of them, uh, not that people are paying attention to the standings this deep, and I- I'm sure I'm going to get at least 15 angry tweets saying, no, the Magic need to tank, the Magic need to tank. We're going to assume they're trying to win games here, folks. So uh, Magic-Knicks, this is a game that that's a real... Kind of, this is a winnable game for the Magic, and and the Knicks are in as much a transition phase as Orlando. I mean, these two teams are doing very similar things. They both thought they'd be making the playoffs this year. They both thought that you know they have young guys that they could develop, but but they brought in some veterans to help them make the playoffs this year and end relatively long playoff drafts. I think Carmelo Anthony, this will be his fourth straight year missing the playoffs. The Magic have missed five straight years in the playoffs now. Uh, if if this season they they miss the playoffs uh, as as it appears they will. Um, on top of all that, 
now that it appears that both teams are outside of the playoff race, they are both saying pretty unequivocally, we are not going to tank. We are going to try and win these games. We're not going to uh, bag it in for the season. Uh, the Knicks let go of Brandon Jennings to sign Chase on Randall. That sure seems like a, a tanking move, but it seems like it's more of a favor to Brandon Jennings to let him go play for a winner. We'll see him uh, it appears Sunday when the Magic take on the Washington Wizards in Washington. Uh, so no Brandon Jennings coming to the Amway Center this year. It'll have to wait another another season to have his uh, triumphant return to the Amway Center, I guess. Uh, but in any case, two teams kind of on similar veins right now. Uh, uh, both out, both grossly disappointed in in their in their season so far, um, and certainly what the results of the season appear to be. Both. Still trying to build something for 2018 as both figure to still try to make the playoffs in 2018. Uh, and both uh, kind of figuring out what they have still and, and trying to find new identities. It sounds like the New York Knicks are going to try and go back to the triangle, which a lot of people probably say is not the right idea, but they're going to try it anyway. Um, you look at what they did against the Toronto Raptors on Monday. Knicks took a 17-point lead. They're still very potent offense. They still got a lot of weapons. Um, they're probably not going to be consistent. Uh, they, 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 you know, will give up a lot of points. And Toronto certainly a good offensive team, even without Kyle Lowry. Uh, they were able to come back and eventually win that game on a last-second shot by DeMar DeRozan. Carmelo Anthony misses a wide-open three-pointer. I mean, this three was wide open. I don't know how he got so open with a second left, but wide-open three-pointer at the top of the key, no good uh, for the Knicks as they fall by one point to the Toronto Raptors on Monday um, it's kind of the definition of their season almost. Um, as I do like to say when it comes to these games, and and, and, and that game Monday was played without Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, it appears Kristaps Porzingis will play on Wednesday in Orlando, uh, so that Knicks will add another weapon. It'll be interesting to see who the Magic put Aaron Gordon on. Do they use Aaron Gordon on Porzingis? Do they use Aaron Gordon on Carmelo Anthony? Uh, what direction do the Magic go with their defensive matchups? Is one of the disadvantages of going small sometimes is when another team has a big, a versatile big like Porzingis, what do you do with him? And it'll be interesting to see uh, if the Magic put Gordon on him or if they put try and put Terrence Ross on him or who they try or how they try to defend him. It's going to be, uh, I think, one of the more intriguing matchups of this game. But like I like to say when it comes to these types of games, it's not so much about what the Knicks do. And the Knicks will probably have the best player on the floor in Carmelo Anthony. So they'll have a chance and Carmelo's going to hit some tough shots and the Magic got to be ready to defend him as a team almost. But it's still less about what the Knicks do and more about what the Magic do. If Orlando plays its game, if they're able to get deflections, if they're able to, to get into passing lanes and play some defense, if they're able to get out in transition, if they make shots, if they execute... They do the things that they know they're capable of doing. This is a winnable game. This is not only a game that the Magic can win, it is a game that they should expect to win. This is a team that is, like I said, on their level. This is a team that has about the same record as the Magic. They're virtually in the same spot in the standings. Uh, Same identity, same kind of philosophies for the rest of this year. This is the kind of team the Magic should aspire to beat. And and again, I hear you all. I hear you pro-tanking crowd. This is a six-pointer, you know, six-pointer either way. You lose this game, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks pick up, you know, essentially two games on you or a game on you uh, for, uh, for you know, whatever you're trying to do um, in, in the draft. If you win this game, they, you know, you're, you draw yourself ever closer and, and who, knows what, who knows how the lottery balls are going to fall. 
my approach is they're trying to win this game. Uh, that's that's the way I'm going to preview all these games. That's the way I'm going to talk about all these games as if the Magic are trying to win. I don't ever view losing as a good thing, um, even if, you know, obviously there's there's evidence to suggest that it might be, um, although I, I find that evidence a little bit dubious, um, to, to be frank. But um, this it, is about what the Magic, if Magic can do. And, and, and we want to learn as much as we can about this Magic team uh, moving forward. And, and, and when Frank Vogel says... This we're trying to build a winning culture. We're trying to do things that will help our team win in the long run. These are the kind of games at home against equal opponents that you have to find a way to win if you want to build that culture. And I think ultimately, if the Magic's goal is to make the 2018 playoffs, this is a game that the Magic should feel comfortable winning or should feel comfortable playing in uh, and, uh, and, and trying to pick up the victory. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Of course... The Magic do have a little bit of history working against them here this time uh, as they take on the New York Knicks. And it's not just, it's it's not history as in uh, bad history. It's not history as in like ancient history. This is, this is the Magic's current season and, and what has happened throughout, this, throughout the year. Um, the Magic, believe it or not, have not won consecutive games since December 26th. And I want to take you back to that time. I mean, it really felt like that those wins, it was against the Los Angeles Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies over Christmas weekend. Those two games really felt like the Magic were beginning to steady the ship and, and take a, a step forward. Orlando had pretty much alternated wins and losses for the last two weeks heading into those two games. And against the Lakers, this was back December 23rd, Against the Lakers, Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biyombo went to their teammates and said, be aggressive, we got the rim. And they set a franchise record for, for blocks in a quarter in that first quarter. They won that game running away. Against the Memphis Grizzlies the following Monday, December 26th, Orlando dominated the game. They had as much as a 29-point lead, 27-point lead in that game. They won by 10 and essentially won running away. It was a comfortable, comfortable win for that team. It was, a, I think, a 20-25 point game through three quarters and, and the Grizzlies brought it within 10 because the fourth quarter didn't matter. Getting those consecutive wins felt like the team was building momentum. It felt like at that time, you know, there were growing pains through much of December, through much of November. They're beginning to figure things out, and they're beginning to they're they're going to be able to make their playoff push. I mean, you, you think back to Christmas, and there were problems, there were concerns, but there was still the belief that they would turn things around and that they would begin to change things. And it was because of this, you know, these two stretch of the the, the, the stretch of games, the Magic played really good. They really looked like they took a step forward, and that's the power almost of winning consecutive games. Because you can't go anywhere if you're if you're just ex- exchanging wins. You can't go anywhere if you're not putting wins together, and that's proven itself out in the aftermath of that that Memphis Grizzlies game. Orlando's lost twenty of their past twenty seven games. They were fifteen and eighteen 
after beating the Memphis Grizzlies. Well within striking distance of the final playoff spot at that point. If not in, I, I, don't, I forget what the standings were at that point. They've lost 20 of their past 27 games since then. The seven wins in nearly two months. And that's part of the problem that the Magic are facing right now. Is they cannot string together good performances. You look at the games that they've won. Of those seven, out of those seven wins, they had a gutsy performance at Portland. Really gutsy performance. That was a nice road win for them. Followed it up with a good effort against Utah until the final five minutes when they lost a 12-point lead and lost that game on the road. Gave up it was a 24-point swing in the final five minutes of that game. Couldn't match a win with a win. You look at the win over the Toronto Raptors a few weeks ago. Magic get a one-point win over the Raptors. Feeling good, good upset victory. They head to Minnesota. Can't execute down the stretch. Wiggins forces overtime. Magic losing overtime. They can't match the win. Certainly, being able to build winning streaks is somewhat opponent-dependent. They had games where they won and then played the Golden State Warriors next. They The game against the Miami Heat a few weeks ago. They played the San Antonio Spurs next. Those, those that, That's a big ask for this team. But it's still undeniable that this team has not been able to build the momentum that they need in order to achieve their goals. To make the playoffs, you got to string together. You got to make win streaks. And you got to limit losing streaks. That's that's a big part too, but you got to get win streaks. You can't just alternate wins and losses. It's not going to get the job done overall. And so Wednesday, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my, my optimism kicking in. Wednesday feels a little different. Wednesday feels like the Magic have a real opportunity to build that momentum. Wednesday feels like this is a new team. This is a team that, that's getting out on the run more. That It's got new players. Terrence Ross has added some energy to the team. There's no doubt about it. You know, as Frank Vogel said, and I'll talk about in a little bit, players are now seemingly in the right positions. It feels like this is a new opportunity for the Magic to take that step forward. To begin building momentum and to begin building a win streak. That will not necessarily get them to the playoffs anymore, but will get them moving forward. Will get them to build that culture that Frank Vogel's Frank Vogel wants. This is the first step, of course. You know, being able to close the game out at home. Magic Magic did that emphatically on Saturday against the Hawks. Went up by nine, gave that lead up, went down by nine, came back, won the game by eighteen, won the game easily. 18 was not indicative of how, how close that game was. So it does feel like there's a little something different about this Magic team. It does feel like perhaps perhaps they are going to take this step. And it's got to happen at some point. They can't just keep losing after every time they win. That's probably indicative of a bigger problem too. Because you're more likely to put together a losing streak at that point. The Magic, you know, obviously the cliche is you take everything one game at a time. But Orlando had three days to prepare for this game. They, they, they took Sunday off, so they had two practices to prepare for Wednesday's game against the Knicks. I'm not about to say it's a must-win game. I, I don't think there are must-win games anymore at this point in the season. Um, I, I'm not going to say that, um, but it would be nice to win it. 
It would be nice to beat a team that you're equal to. It would be nice to get this monkey off your back and win a second straight game and begin building some momentum and some confidence. That's all we're asking for here. Some momentum and some confidence. It's just something to feel good about. Especially at home. And this is a nice little home stretch the Magic are in right now. Especially at home. This is an opportunity to pick up a much, much, much needed win. And of course, the way the Magic are picking up wins now is just so completely different than the way the Magic were picking up wins and the way the Magic were even playing before the All-Star break. The acquisition of Terrence Ross and trading of Serge Ibaka has forced the Orlando Magic to do what pretty much everyone's wanted this team to do since the very beginning of the season. I mean, I will, uh, you know, I've been kind of banging the Aaron Gordon's okay at the three drum for a while. You know, I was probably one of the last guys to say, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Aaron Gordon to me has always been an offensive four, but a defensive three. I still believe that. And I still, th- and, and I'm, in, you know, like I said, I'm intrigued to see will Aaron Gordon guard Kristaps Porzingis or will he guard Carmelo Anthony on Wednesday? I think that's going to be really telling to say what the magic strategy for him is moving forward. Regardless, trading Serge Ibaka has forced the magic to go small because you got to play Terrence Ross and you got to play Evan Fournier together. And moving Evan Fournier back to the three is, to me, just as impactful as moving Aaron Gordon to the four. And yeah, Evan Fournier probably is going to struggle with some of the bigger threes in the league, but we know that he's quicker than most threes off the dribble, and that's going to help his offensive game a lot. It hasn't yet, but I think it will. And Terrence Ross has proven himself to be a little bit more of a dynamic playmaker uh, and jump shooter, even, than we thought before. So it seems like, finally, the Orlando Magic have joined the small ball revolution that we all knew they'd have to join eventually. And it feels like, even if it's too late, the Orlando Magic learned a pretty important lesson about the modern NBA. Everybody's now in their right right position, quite frankly. You know, I, I think Aaron being being a, being a four is, uh, is better for him. He, look, he did well at the three defensively, but, you know, he's, he's better at the four, and Evan's better at the three. And, you know, we have a... You know, a big-time shooting guard in, in Terrence Ross who's been playing off the bench who, you know, is going to fill a starting role for us. You know, and, and all of that shifting, you know, downsizing. You know, I would say Jeff Green is playing the four. You know, early in the season, we were we were trying to, to play too big and we were too slow at, men, at multiple positions, and it was costly early on. So, um, you know, I, I, like, I like where guys are at right now uh, in terms of their roles. Some of that may go in the, well, duh, coach category. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of sensed this was uh, an issue when the roster was constructed, and it was one of the reasons why I think a lot of people were skeptical about the Magic and, and, and frustrated about this team. Uh, noticeably, I mean, this is just uh, observationally, the Magic looked like a much slower team before the trade, and, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, you're playing with two big men, so Serge Ibaka is going to be a little, you know, you know, not that he's not a slow guy, but when you're playing with two post players, they're going to slow the game down a lot. They're going to they're going to want to get their get their position. They're not going to be able to run the floor as quickly. So you're running three man fast breaks instead of four man fast breaks. Um, Aaron Gordon also you know doesn't stretch space the floor as a shooter, so that that's going to also be a struggle for the team to pick up the pace. Um, you know, you look at the team now with Aaron Gordon at the four, he's able to get out in transition and really beat. Um, 
beat everyone down the down the floor, and it was very noticeable, especially Saturday, uh, how he was able to just outrace Paul Millsap to the basket and get dunk and get dunks and get to the basket. Um, uh, uh, on top of of all this, um, I think Frank Vogel said on Saturday as well, speed beats size in today's NBA. Uh, in the league today, it is tough to play big, and the Magic learned that firsthand. And it may have, again may have been well duh, but the Magic learned that firsthand and got beat with size instead of speed. Ibaka is still a good defender, but Ibaka struggles with quicker players. He struggles guarding against guys that are quicker than him, and he struggled rotating. He doesn't have the same lateral quickness that he may have once had. And the league, I think, I mean, I think this was a concern when the Magic got a Buck. I, I sat there and was like, well, if you're going to keep Vucevic or you're going to keep Biombo in there, can Ibaka close out and rotate fast enough when he's got to stay in the corner on a stretch four? The, I mean, that is a legitimate question that the Magic, uh, that all teams with, with two bigs have to answer. And eventually, the Magic kind of had to accede that they couldn't answer it and and went small, went with a smaller lineup. And, and I anticipate... Uh, as they remake the roster in the summer, as they decide what moves they're going to make, it's going to be this kind of style. Because this was always a style Frank Vogel wanted to play. You know, you play def- you play strong, solid defense. Vogel's not a big big into steals, but if you can get him, you get him. You play solid defense, use it to create fast-break opportunities, get out in transition, and score. And it's not just anecdotally. There are numbers, numbers to back this up. Orlando averaged about 98 possessions per game entering this entering uh, the All-Star break or, or overall for the season. Um, in the two games since the All-Star break, the Magic are averaging 102 possessions per game. That is a significant increase in possessions per game. That's four possessions per game. That's at least eight potential points, you know, possibly 12 potential points um, as well. Uh, you know, you're, you're adding to a two-team score. Um, but again... It's not just about the raw numbers. Pace can be a little bit of a deceiving number. Um, it's also aesthetically. Aesthetically, this team is is moving a lot better, playing seemingly a lot freer, uh, and taking advantage of their weapons. I mean, Aaron Gordon looks like an athlete again in open in the open court. Terrence Ross has looked like an athlete in the open court. He's dri- driven into lanes. I mean, even Evan Fournier, with with how much he struggled on Saturday, and he struggled a lot on Saturday, he was getting into the paint and taking. Not terrible shots. I mean, he was forcing things still, but he wasn't taking bad shots. I didn't mind a lot of the shots that Evan Fournier took. They just didn't go down. Um, and, and some of them were a little forced, and he didn't make the right pass, or he didn't make the right read of the defense, but they weren't necessarily terrible shots. Um, they may not have been good shots, but they weren't terrible shots. Um, they're shots that I feel confident that he'll make. And so I think, you know, we'll see that fluctuate back. Uh, you know, everything kind of returns to its mean. Uh, but Orlando now like 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 I've kind of said in the last few episodes, Orlando is a new team. They're a running team. They're a, a fast-breaking, stretchy, versatile team now. It does feel like everyone's in the right spot. It does feel like something has clicked. And to, to tie it all back in, that's why it kind of feels like this team, this team might finally get off the schneid and get a consecutive win, get back-to-back wins. And have a reason to celebrate um, some momentum. Not necessarily celebrate because obviously there's still work to do. You got to play another game on Friday, and the NBA schedule doesn't stop. But it's not. But this is the opportunity to build momentum, and this is the opportunity to build winning habits that Frank Vogel is talking about. And that's what's important. Now, they seem to have found an identity. They seem to have found a style, and it feels like it's working. 
put it to the test again Wednesday and see if it can get working again. And I think that's going to be the big, big thing to watch in Wednesday's game against the New York Knicks. I want to thank everyone again for listening to tonight to today's episode of Locked On Magic. I recorded at night, so sorry if I said tonight there, um, of Locked On Magic. Uh, be sure to go back and check out our Orlando City preview on yesterday's episode of Locked On Magic and the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. Good conversation there with Gavin Eubank of the mainland. Uh, be sure to check them out too. They're, they're great. You can always check us out on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Daily and I'm happy to announce that Fansided has launched a new Google Chrome app. So anytime anything breaks on the Orlando Magic from orlandomagicdaily.com, you will get notified the moment it gets published if you download the Fansided Chrome Chrome plugin or Chrome extension. I don't know what it's called, but um, so go go to your Google your Google Chrome store. Um, if if you have Google Chrome as your web browser, search for Fansided. You know, download it, install it. Tell it to alert you when Orlando Magic posts come up and you can get the latest on the Orlando Magic from Orlando Magic Daily, Hoops Habit, uh, The Step Back, I believe, will put stuff up there as well as fan-sided in general. So be sure to check that out and give that a look as well. I'm done with my shameless shilling for the day. I did my SeatGeek ad yesterday, so um, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all shilled out. Um Orlando Magic taking on the New York Knicks at the Amway Center on 7 o'clock. We'll have a complete recap of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich for Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.